People have been looking for alternatives to meat for decades. Methane from cows and other livestock contribute about 15% of all greenhouse gas emissions. Vegetarians, they stay away from meat, and some people aren't comfortable with slaughtering practices. There have been plant-based alternatives on the market for quite a while now. But another method has quietly gained steam over the past decade, meat grown in a lab using cultured cells. This June, the U.S. Department of Agriculture gave approval to two companies to make and sell cultivated chicken products in this country. But will this new method actually reduce greenhouse gas emissions? And will people even want to eat it? Joining me now to give us an update about this project is my guest who's been reporting on this topic, Casey Crownhart, climate reporter at MIT Technology Review. She's based in New York. Welcome back to Science Friday. Thanks so much for having me back. Nice to have you. So lab-grown meat just got a significant green light last month. Can you talk about the journey that meat alternatives have had for the last couple of decades? Yeah, so you touched on this a little bit, um, but it's been a long road for for lab-grown or, or cultivated meat. Theoretically, this possibility has kind of been around for decades. Experiments picked up in the early 2000s. NASA got into this game. Um, but in 2013, there was this big demonstration. The first lab-grown hamburger was made, um, and it was fed to food critics. But that cost over $300,000 to make at the time. But it, it was kind of a spark for the field. And so we started to see startups getting launched in you know the early and mid-2010s. And recently, companies have kind of started to, to hit more milestones, you know, Cultivated meat was approved for the first time in Singapore in 2020, and now with this approval for the U.S. market, it's been a lot of a lot of big steps for this industry. Give me an idea of how you actually make lab-grown meat. How does that work? Yeah, totally. So you start out with an animal. So you can either take kind of a little sample of muscle tissue from a living, probably a young animal. Or you can take cells from an egg, like that's how they do chicken. You know, and so all animals are made up of cells. And so what scientists can do is isolate those cells and then grow them in a controlled way in a lab, basically in in giant stainless steel tanks. Um, So you'll have uh, cells kind of floating around in this salty, sugary broth growing and and multiplying. Um, It kind of might look a little bit like a brewery, basically. But yeah, so these cells grow in these tanks, and then eventually they can get filtered out from the liquid that they're floating around in once they've grown and divided enough. Um, And then companies can take those cells and do a little bit of extra processing to turn it into some sort of meat product. So they can, you know, kind of press it together into patties or, you know, grow it in another extra step to kind of turn it into a final meat product. Wow. Does it actually look like meat? I know you've had a chance to taste a burger grown in the lab. Tell me what it looks like. What was the experience? What did it taste like? And did you sort of feel like a little queasy <laughs> at first when you bit in? Yeah, I I wasn't queasy at all about it. I don't know. Maybe it's just... Um, because I've spent a good amount of time in labs, but I was just really excited to taste it. The company that I I tried food from is called Ohio Valley, and they're trying to do um, lab-grown burgers. Uh-huh. The product that I got to try was a blended product. Um, you know, there were kind of plant-based burgers on the market today, like Impossible or Beyond Meat. My takeaway was that the texture wasn't quite the same as, you know, burgers that I usually eat. But it, I, I thought it tasted a, a good amount like a hamburger. So I don't know. It's it's really tough to kind of imagine eating this kind of stuff that's grown in the lab every day. But when I did it, it didn't really feel all that weird. 
That sort of reminds me when I tasted veggie burgers. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they were really close to hamburgers, but you sort of knew they weren't. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not quite the same. But I mean, I, I'm interested to see that the field is still developing. I think texture is one of the things that a lot of companies are really trying to work on. Um, yeah. So we'll see if they can get, I don't know, even better. Yeah, I know, I know you've done a lot of reporting on this topic. Uh, is that because you have a, a, a special relationship with meat? Have you been a vegetarian? I did a very brief stint as a vegetarian when I was growing up. I think this is a common experience for people in my generation. At, at one point, you like find a video on YouTube of slaughterhouse conditions. And so that's what happened to me. I was probably like 12 or 13, and I was absolutely horrified. And so I swore that I would never eat meat ever again. Um, and I didn't last very long because, I mean, meat is just so central to our culture and to, to, you know, social life and everything. So major props to people who are able to kind of totally cut meat out of their diet when they're, you know, raised to eat meat. But I just, I found it really difficult. And so, you know, today there's a lot of kind of concerns about meat also from a climate perspective. And as a climate reporter, I kind of try to cut down on the meat in my diet, but yeah, today I'm sort of a, a half and a half. I, I'm not a full vegetarian. I'm not a vegan, um, but I am really yeah, interested yeah. in kind of alternatives and, and cutting down on on animal based meat personally. That's interesting to hear because I know you came from a really big meat eating family, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, my dad took me hunting growing up. Like it was it was very central to kind of our diet and and how we grew up. You know, we ate the meat that my dad would hunt or that we would you know go with him. So, yeah, I think that's part of it, too. It's, it's a lot based on kind of your cultural background and like where you come from, for sure. Yeah. You, you talked a bit about uh, cutting down on greenhouse gas emissions. Is it is it clear cut? Do we know at the moment if lab grown meat is actually better for the environment? Might there be steps for about the, the footprint that you have to go through? Yeah, this is it's been a big question for the field, I think, especially as these first approvals have started to come through. Climate impacts is one of the big promises of lab grown meat. Um, You know, you would need less land to raise animals. You would have less cows around burping out methane if you were able to do all of this in, you know, reactors and big factories. And ideally, eventually, you could even power the whole thing with renewable energy. There are concerns, though, because what the reality of lab grown meat looks like today isn't exactly, you know, optimized to cut down on emissions. We don't have a ton of renewable energy available. And also the industry is kind of borrowing a lot of techniques from biopharmaceuticals. So these kind of processes where um, companies can grow cells for for pharmaceutical products. And so you might imagine that that's those kind of inputs have to be really, really purified, really, really filtered and really clean. So it takes a lot of energy and resources to do that. And so if you look at what companies are doing in labs today. And, you know, obviously, we, like without powering things with renewable energy, the climate impacts can, can be pretty bad from what lab grown meat looks like today, actually. But yeah. I would say the industry is in its early days. Um, companies are, are working to use, you know, products that won't have to go through this intense kind of purification, won't use so much energy to make. Um, and they really want to be able to offer a product that's affordable and also better for the climate. So I think yeah. The kind of takeaway for me is that we're not quite there yet on a lab-grown meat product that is, you know, a climate savior, but that's kind of the road is pointing towards a lower emissions product. Yeah, let, let's go down that road. Let's imagine 10 years down the road and they have solved these problems. Maybe 
the cost of this will go down. It turns out to be more environmentally friendly to grow meat in a lab. Now the question is, do you think people will actually shift their habits and buy this? And I ask because veggie burgers were a big hit when they were first introduced, and now not so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question. And we've seen, you know, some of that with the plant-based meat market as well, that, you know, there's a lot of interest in Beyond and Impossible, but at least in the U.S., that it's kind of cooled off a little bit yeah. in the past year or so. I will say that if companies are really able to kind of nail a replacement that's really, really similar to meat, which I don't think that plant alternatives or, or like things like black bean burgers or these kind of new age plant replacements have been able to do, if companies are able to make a product that is basically the same thing as a burger and it's, you know, affordable or even cheaper, I, I think that people would sign on. But I, I don't think it's going to be trivial to get people over that kind of ick factor of, of you know, something that's grown in the lab. And yeah. that's why a lot of companies actually don't really like the term lab-grown meat. You know, you see a lot of these products, you know, the USDA and FDA approvals were for the term cultivated chicken. Um, and so that's the word that they're trying to use to kind of start getting people more comfortable with this idea of, of meat that's produced in a different way. And, you know, what they say is that, you know, we don't, when we're talking about burgers, we don't say a slaughtered burger or like a, you know, slaughtered meat. So I don't know, it's, it's interesting to kind of think about how much we do or don't think about where our food products come from. And that's interesting that you bring it up because some people might say, well, you're worried about an ick factor with lab-grown meat. What about the ick factor of slaughtering all these animals? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's different because this is something that we're just used to. We don't even think about it. This is how, you know, people have gotten meat for centuries, thousands of years. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned this a bit earlier when you said you, you tested the beef burgers. Where is the beef here? I mean, is beef next on the list uh, is, do you think it will leapfrog the chicken industry? Yeah. So some of the companies are are looking at beef. You know, cows are are really kind of the worst for the for the climate as far as animals that we eat. They have kind of the highest emissions per gram of meat. Um, and so some companies are looking at doing beef. I think we will see burgers probably on the list of approvals before too long. I'm also really interested in the fish industry. I think there are a couple of companies doing cultivated like tuna and salmon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think those are products that I am very interested to hopefully get to try before too long. Well, maybe you'll just turn just turn right into a food reporter, you know. <laughs> they get this climate reporting stuff. <laughs> the, the possibility is open. Um it is it's I did find though. Like when I was reporting the story, doing the taste test of the lab-grown burger, um, it's really hard to describe the experience of tasting something, you know, kind of trying right. to convey the texture and and taste of, of a product. And so, yeah, major props to people who write about food and, and kind of try to share that experience because it's such a subjective thing. It's such a personal thing, I think, how we eat. Yeah. Well, thank you, Casey. Thanks so much, Ira. Casey Crownhart, climate reporter for the MIT Technology Review. And if you want to see a picture of the cultivated meat burger that Casey tried, head over to sciencefriday.com slash fake meat.